Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. This is the preview show. I'm Manu Feit, he's Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, buddy, how's it going? It's almost the weekend. Uh, I can feel it. I can sense it. Um, we're almost there. Um, how, how are you holding up there um, on your Thursday afternoon, uh, my Thursday morning? Yeah, good, good, good. Um, it's a big game on Friday, which I'm sure we're about to talk about. So that yeah. kind of does bring in the... Uh, it feels like it makes the weekend a little bit closer as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got a very busy weekend, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of great football. Can't wait. It's been a fun week as well. Did a lot of kind of stuff on the Substack and things like that as well. So, yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to another kind of fun weekend of football. Yeah, it's it's going to be an awesome weekend, I think, because um it starts straight up with a, with a big Friday game. Um, and then, of course, we have the big Saturday afternoon game and yeah you know it's also the last weekend of September so get ready for fall um, we have a mass of pumpkins sitting in our um, in our kitchen at the moment Stefan um, I don't know if this is something you do in Scotland as well but um, do you do pumpkin? Yeah. yeah we do but Halloween is just not nearly as big a thing in yeah, the UK yeah. as it is in the US. I mean, it is a big thing here. Don't get me wrong, and people do get into the kind of spirit of it. But yeah, I remember. I remember growing up in the US briefly as a kid, and like there were like TV shows and movies and everything about Halloween, and yeah, it's crazy holiday over there. Um, yeah, but it is. <laughs> I don't know. In, in the UK, the fall or the autumn is just like everyone complaining because it's getting dark and miserable, and the winter's coming. Um, it's not a it's not a time to be happy or joyful or yeah. watch Gilmore Girls. It's a, it's a time to be miserable. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Even though I actually do quite like this time of the year, I do I love seeing the changing colors and the trees and things like that. I think it's a beautiful time of the year. But yeah, yeah. it's a very it... different uh, ethos and across the Atlantic. Yeah, I guess it is. Um, there's a massive patch of pumpkins um, on my bicycle route and. Um... Yeah, soon that's going to be smashing pumpkins. Anyways, um, Stefan, we have a lot to chat about. So let's jump into the break first and then dive into this really interesting upcoming match day. This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game mods, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEF, that is B-L-E-E, 
AV believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Um, not quite American football, Stefan, but fantasy football, fantasy Bundesliga football. I had a good weekend. I had 148 points. I think you texted me before the the game as well that you did quite well as well, um, which is new to us. <laughs> yeah, I think it is new to us. Um, I'm still not sure where we are in the leagues. Um, I could check that right now, but yeah, week week uh, what week six now? We're slowly but surely kind of getting the hang of things. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just looking now. Um, I am okay. I'm 189th out of 247 uh, in the official gig impressing league. So. Not great, but um, you know, not not bottom. So that's always encouraging. You're 189th. I think so. Yeah, I'm 184th. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just we're just bringing up the rear. Yeah, we we can be miserable together. Um, yeah, at the, the bottom half. Of, at least it's not the relegation zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kuro SH, who I think was top last week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, remains top of the table. Yeah. Uh, Destroy is second. FC Clever Football Puns is third. Bully News is fourth, which might be the guys from uh, the website Bundesliga News, which is a great website for yeah. you know what it says in the tin. Uh, and then fifty plus one is fifth. Um, so yeah. I'm actually much more enjoying these guys kind of battling between themselves rather than, uh, you know, rather than uh, us having to worry. I've also just checked um, Kuro SH, who's top of the table, um, doesn't even have Harry Kane in his team, which is mm. really impressive. Um, so, you know, this guy probably knows what he's talking about. We should have him on the show probably instead of us. Kuro SH, if you're listening, uh, you know, but here's the thing though. Um, and I like to give fantasy tips um, as much as I can. I'm not really qualified, which is apparent in my standings. But um, Kuro, Kuro has been running hot on Gurugasi. And yeah. based on his XG and what we have covered this week, so if you have listened to all the shows this week, we've covered Gurugasi quite a bit. I'd be a little worried about this at some point ending. Yeah. Do you hear that, Kuro? We're coming for you. I, I actually <laughs> have made some changes to my team this week. Do you want to hear what it is? Yeah, do it. Tell me. Um, I've dumped Gregorich because um, yeah. I thought that was a smart move, but Freiburg have been really slow. Uh, and I brought in Maximilian Bayer from Hoffenheim, or Bayer, mm-hmm. perhaps. Um and uh, which is maybe a little inclination uh, as to how I feel about this coming Dortmund game. Um, and I've, and that's also allowed me to kind of dump Patrick Wimmer uh, and I've managed to slot Florian Wurtz in. So I'm a lot happier kind of with the general uh, balance of my team going forward, hmm. I think. Yeah, I made, haven't made chain, any changes this week and I might actually not... Um... Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm only allowed one transfer anyways, but this, I made some fundamental changes last week and I brought in Florian Wirtz. That was a big one. I did bring in Führich because I actually think he is a big driver of this Goriasi goal-scoring drive. Um, Kane did really well for me um, this last weekend. Got 47 points out of him. 
and um, Danny Olmo is supposedly back. So the only thing that's going to hurt me maybe uh, is the fact that I have Sunny Kane, Musiala, but I also have Openda and Olmo in my lineup. So if this game, if this game is not a high-scoring affair, I'm in trouble. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I predict it will be, so it should be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, which is maybe a great segue to get into the actual football, I suppose. <laughs> it is, and, and you know what? It does kick off with a really big match, which is the Hoffenheim against Dortmund game. Um, Hoffenheim. Um, we had great plans this week to cover Hoffenheim in the bonus show, right? And then, unfortunately, Schalke did Schalke things and fired the head coach. So we had to change a few things, but you wrote an excellent newsletter on Hoffenheim, which is also, I think, partly why you picked this opening match as your match of the weekend. Before you give your thoughts on this, um, there's been a lot of big Friday games, yeah, it is. I'm actually really, really looking forward to this game. So as you said, did my newsletter on Hoffenheim and kind of did a deep dive on how Matarazzo's side have really had a strong start to the campaign. And I mean, a long story short is that they simply are scoring more goals than the other team. Um, and that seems to be their ethos because, you know, they certainly do have problems in defence. Um one startling stat that I thought is maybe worth sharing is that Oliver Bauman, the goalkeeper, has faced more shots than any other goalkeeper in the Bundesliga this season. Um, I'm sure maybe some listeners will, will recall that they went behind against Wolfsburg. Uh, they went behind against Heidenheim. Um, they had a penalty. Heidenheim had a penalty saved in that game as well. So, you know, they are kind of flying by they kind of you know just kind of skimmed by these games and a lot of that's down to the fact that they've got a really dynamic front line um i think you know Kramerich is perhaps always i mean he always is the kind of be all and end all of hoffenheim and it feels like even though at 32 he's still having this fantastic um he's still got so much to give um I think i don't actually i do actually he's got 18 key passes to his name already this season um, and of course a key pass is you know a pass leads to a shot so that's 18 in his first five matches and he only made 31 the whole of last season so I think that goes to show um, you know he's obviously a lot more creative he's making a lot more progressive runs I don't think it's a coincidence that he managed to bring in obviously Florian Grilich has came back they picked up Anton Stack from Mainz that midfield looks a lot better bolstered and this I think it's allowed Kramage to kind of play as a more kind of dynamic number 10 or box to box player um, and I think the other player that's definitely worth mentioning is of course the one who I just kind of you know mentioned on my fantasy football team is Bayer or, or Bayer I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name yet but um, he's been incredible he really has like the goals he's been scoring I think he's got now four in his first five games I'm not mistaken uh, he scored a great goal against Union Berlin he scored an absolute outstanding curling shot against Wolfsburg, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he just looks like such a promising young striker. You know, he's over six foot. He, he's, he's quick. He's good on the ball. His movement off the ball is outstanding. Um, as the point I made in my newsletter this week, that if you kind of look at that opening 
that what led to the penalty that Union gave away was due to the fact that Bonucci was pulled well out of place by Bayer and then Kramich was able to run in, uh, which led to Bonucci having to kind of chase him down and eventually pull him to the ground in the box. Um, mm. So, you know, I think Dortmund are going to be really up against it, against a team who, yes, probably will concede goals, but definitely have enough in them to really trouble this Dortmund defence, which has been by no means outstanding. Um, and, yeah, I've actually gone for a 2-2 draw in this game because I think both teams will score. Um, I, I'm not sure if I can really pull them apart right now, but I think it'll be a top, I think it'll be a high-scoring game, so it should be a lot of fun for, for the neutrals. A German-born number nine, you say? Hmm? <laughs> Maximilian Bayer. Had to um, happen eventually. Yeah, his goal-scoring record is incredible. Good pickup if you picked him up, Stefan. Um, it wasn't known in, in, in Hannover. Yeah, interesting. Um, I'm curious to see if Nagelsmann is going to call him up. Um, I'm pretty sure Nagelsmann will be watching this game. I can guarantee you that. And... Um, with that in mind, my prediction is a narrow 2-1 Dortmund win. And um, although I kind of regret it, I think your 2-2 draw is probably going to win it, Stefan. Well, just... we'll see, I guess, won't we? Yeah, it's just... I think we said everything we need to say about Dortmund at this stage. Um, Hoffenheim is far more interesting as a story, especially because they have a German number nine. <laughs> <laughs> that just that just piqued my interest uh, enormously because you know as a Germany fan, that's really what we need. Um, but no, in all, all seriousness, I just do think that Dortmund they have had this really interesting ability to just pull the cores out of the fire despite playing poorly. And I think they're going to get themselves in a situation here that is going to be difficult, but somehow they're going to pull it off uh, and yeah. win this. But I don't think this is going to... If they win this 2-1, that's not going to end any of the debates. Yeah, yeah it's definitely worth mentioning. We obviously talked about Terrence a lot on the main show with Matt mm. Ford. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I think... But this is kind of what I mentioned a few weeks ago. You know, they were up against... They have three really big games. They, yeah, they did okay against Wolfsburg. I mean, we'll get on to Wolfsburg later in the show, but I'm still not quite sure what happened to them because in, in halftime, they just gave up. Uh, yeah. and basically gifted Dortmund that game and I actually thought they were quite good going man for man with them in the first half I think Max Arnold actually made the point after the game that he was quite annoyed at how they just kind of um, how they just kind of you know just gave up but I think as someone pointed out I think the last two games before that Dortmund had scored 12 goals against Wolfsburg so um, <laughs> maybe that's seen as an improvement to an extent but yeah as we said on the Monday show I don't think Dortmund are at the woods yet I think it's the game they probably have to win for Terzic yep. to keep the kind of criticism off his back and if I'm not mistaken I think they then have Union Berlin the following weekend I'm not quite sure but I know it was another big test so yeah we'll see how they go on and yes you're right it is Union Berlin uh, that's a Saturday fixture um, but okay let's wrap this one up um, up next is Wolfsburg against Frankfurt um, this is the Saturday fixture and I think of you know, of the main Saturday fixtures, that could be one of the more interesting ones. Um, I, I had, you know, I've we've talked quite a bit about Frankfurt to start the season as well. Um, you know, the main criticism behind them has been lots of possession, but no real productivity. Um, they, 
the the thing that kind of strikes me about Frankfurt here is that although they're not playing great, they're still getting results. Uh, whether it is in the uh, Conference League, whether it's in the the Pokal, whether it's in the Bundesliga, um, you know, they they where they are standing in the league gives you a better impression of where they are. Um, they're only two points behind Wolfsburg, although I do think that Wolfsburg are the better team. And Stefan, um, I have Wolfsburg here as the narrow winner, uh, 2-1. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think this will be a really tight game. I'm not sure I go so far as to say it's an entertaining one because I think Frankfurt under Topmuller have and are continuing to develop into a very, very defensive side. Uh, obviously, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that he was obviously a defensive midfielder as a, as a player and he's just kind of doing his typical bread and butter. He knows what to do in that regard. And I think that's kind of how Frankfurt have managed to kind of grind out results so far this season. Um, you know, from their first five games, they've scored four goals but conceded three, you know, and maybe in the Bundesliga of all season, of all leagues, maybe that's enough to get by. Um, but I think... I, I, you know, four draws and a, and a win from the first five games, you know, and and the, and the lack of any defeats does point to you know there's there's progress being made, but there's they are still missing the other half of that plan, which is to kind of develop, you know, coherent attacking systems to kind of break teams down into into, and there's only you can you can't exactly just defend for ninety minutes in every game and hope to kind of snatch a goal, especially when you've lost so many kind of of your goal scorers, so. I can agree with you. I think this will be a very tight match. I've gone for a 1-0 win for Wolfsburg just because I think it'll be a match in which Frankfurt defend well for the most part. But I think Frank, I think Wolfsburg will also probably feel they have a point to prove after a Dortmund match. That was the only thing that made me um, point this in Wolfsburg's favour rather than yeah. a draw. Um, same. Just I, Actually, I just, same. Exactly the same reason. That's why yeah. Yeah, ultimately that made me think, you know, they will want to bounce back from that Dortmund result. Yeah, and you, and you kind of get the impression that they'll have a kind of fire in their bellies to kind of yeah. do that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, 1-0 win for Wolfsburg in my book. Um, really quickly on Frankfurt before we move this on, I spoke to an industry source today and um, for them it's really just about getting to the winter when they will sign a top striker. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, which makes sense. They have... There's this uh, 95 million euros burning in the pocket that they haven't spent yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> um, very of true. Of course, some of it will go to infrastructure, etc. right, uh, which is very, very much needed, but um, they will sign a top striker. So I think th- and th- you can tell, right? You can see it. They're basically saying, okay, we just need to get to January, be in a good enough position, and then we're going to sign the player that's going to... Um, you know, hopefully help us play a good second half of the season. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyways, the next game um, is Mainz against Leverkusen. Uh, Stefan, this Leverkusen side will not have to wait until January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty straightforward game. Um, there's, I don't know if there's much to add about this. Mainz are in big trouble, especially after a defeat to Augsburg uh, last week, um, which they were a goal ahead had a goal disallowed and then capitulated quite quickly after that. And then even though Augsburg went, well, the last 30 minutes of the game without uh, a man down, uh, Mainz just couldn't pull it around. So I think both Svensson's team are in real trouble. Um, They always seem to be either doing incredibly well and 
both Vincent's and ex-Thomas Tuchel or they're, they're, you know, they're sinking like a stone. Uh, and right now it seems like the latter, unfortunately. So yeah, I've gone for a very convincing 3-0 win to Leverkusen in this game. So I've always gone for a convincing win for Leverkusen, but I added a minus goal, so 3-1. And that's because Leverkusen seemed to concede every game from a set piece. Uh, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, it's just the way. Uh, but I can't really add anything. Leverkusen are going to win this game. This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back. And Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game mods, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um. Köln against Stuttgart. I think Stuttgart are going to win this game too. And I went for the exact same scoreline again, a 3-1 win. Um, I'm not... Is Goliassi going to score more goals here? He only needs one more to break his uh, personal Bundesliga record or actually his personal league campaign record ever. He's never scored more than 11 goals in a single league campaign, Stefan. Um, sooner or later, this guy is going to regress to the means. It just has to happen, right? But I actually, when I wrote, I wrote a piece on him on Transfermarkt this week. Even when you take his XG, he's still among the three best scorers based on XG in the Bundesliga, behind only uh, Victor Boniface and Harry Kane. Yeah. So I think he is going to score more goals. Is he going to continue in the clip of scoring that he has been scoring? I don't think so, but I think there's enough other players in this lineup uh, Führich is one who I'm really impressed by who can basically ensure that Stuttgart are going to keep on winning and I think they're going to win this game against Köln. I, I just can't see them losing this. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, if there's if there's one club who are like to help an opponent striker continue their goal-scoring form right now, it feels like Cologne, mm -hmm. uh, who... Had you know, they had Garassi. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah once upon a time I suppose uh, but I was going to say much like Mainz uh, seemed to be sinking like a stone yeah. much like Mainz went ahead last weekend only to kind of throw it away against Ferder Bremen side and, you know I watched that match and I actually thought Cologne started very well but um, they just kind of feel like they just begin to wither in games I don't know quite sure what's going on there but yeah, if they're going to turn this season around, I don't think it's going to happen against the Stuttgart side right now. Um, and yeah, I'd go for a 3 1 win for Stuttgart. Yeah. Okay. We are completely in agreement here. Uh, Bochum against Gladbach. What do you think here? This was an interesting one, actually. Um, hard to pull these two teams apart simply because they've both been really, really bad recently. Um, I was tempted to kind of suggest that Bochum would probably bounce back after what happened last weekend at the Allianz Arena, uh, which was nothing short of an embarrassment, yeah. um, even by Bochum and Bayern standards. Um, 
and you know it made me think you know Bochum kind of traditionally been much better at home um, but I, I'm, I, I just basically couldn't pull these two teams apart so I've gone for a 2-2 draw hmm. I actually think that Gladbach are going to win this um, I think they're going to win it 2-0 I just thought that they actually played quite well against Leipzig Leipzig needed to work really hard um, to win this game um, Timo Werner is scoring this guy is is at his best when he when he has to score difficult goals because I don't think he can think about it he just needs to put it in um, and that's essentially what it took right and I actually think that Gladbach are going to win this game I was I think what Bochum did in Munich is embarrassing um, and if they are playing like this I think that's going to going to get get them in real trouble this season um, so I think Gladbach are going to win this 2-1 um, alright Stefan Heidenheim against Union I have a really hard time with this Union side I think they're probably going to win this game um, 2-1 but um, I think what really will help them here is having a week off and giving this Urs Fischer time some some time to work with the squad and work out some kings. Um, this might be the first spell since they've been promoted to the league where you can maybe think or point towards saying that maybe teams are starting to figure them out. Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, I think a lot of what went down last weekend was maybe just sheer exhaustion physically yeah, and yeah. mentally from you know, trying to defend the Real Madrid for 90 minutes and, um, you know, the manner in which they conceded basically in the last minute of the game was just soul-destroying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there's also the fact that, you know, Heidenheim, I think, have actually been, dis- and they've probably been better than the results would suggest. You know, I mentioned earlier on about how they managed to, they really probably should have taken a point at least uh, off of Hoffenheim earlier in the season. And, you know, it, it feels to me as if the you know, they've obviously picked up wins against Werder Bremen, they got a draw against Dortmund, okay they got kind of knocked over by Leverkusen last yeah, yeah. weekend but that's not really a slight on them by any chance um, but I do kind of fall back on this idea that Union typically tend to pick up the wins they're expected to win and I don't know why but I've gone for a 2-0 win in this game um, for Union simply because I think if they were to kind of trip up here then, you know, it would maybe be worth kind of beginning to slowly but surely ring the alarm bells because, you know, everyone going into the season was saying, well, how are Union going to, you know, deal with the extra competition, the extra matches in the Champions League? And, I mean, it hasn't even got started yet, to be perfectly honest with you. And there, yeah. are, already three, there are already three wins or three defeats on the row now. So um, I think if Union are going to kind of stop the raw and kind of, you know, insist that they're not going to tumble down the league table this season. I think this kind of game is exactly the one that they'll need to to show that they they've still got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, this is the first time um, since February 2002 um, that they have lost three games in a row, uh, and. Four actually four games in a row without a win would equal a bonus would, would equal a record that they have set in September October. Yeah. So, 
September, October 2019. Sorry, need to clarify that. But it's been a while since they had a spell like this. Um, and I think they, you know, I'm pretty confident that Onyona are going to end it there. Um, I think, I actually think that they're a good side. But I also think that at some point this was going to happen to them, um, that they were going to lose a few games in a row. Um, you know, it's just the nature of not being Bayern. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> not being Bayern. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, so that actually gets us to Bayern, and that's the the my big match of the weekend. Surprise, surprise! And it's also the Bundesliga top spiel. And boy, is it ever a Bundesliga top spiel! Um, Bayern against Leipzig. There is, in my opinion, two uh, serious, very serious title challenges um, this season. Um, the same industry source that I talked to about Frankfurt also mentioned to me that uh, that they think. Leverkusen are going to win the title uh, based on the level of talent available. So, of course, Bayern have already played Leverkusen. The other team that this person mentioned was Leipzig. And I mean, you don't need to be an insider to know this. It's just interesting that people um, high up in the industries think the same thing that we have been talking about in this podcast, right? Leipzig are a title challenger. Um, and I think they're going to challenge Bayern hard in this game. They did it in the Super Cup at the Allianz Arena. I think Bayern and Tuchel um, are going to have smartened up from what happened there. Um, regardless, I think that this is a game where Bayern will drop point, but that I don't think they're going to lose this, Stefan. I actually went for a 2-2 draw. I think this is going to be very, very entertaining. I think that both sides uh, are really going to be up for it. Uh, both sides were also playing midweek, right, in the Pokal, so uh, there's no advantage for either one here. Um, and I think this is going to be highly fascinating. I'm I'm really curious to see how Tuchel is going to line up this side. He played with all the center back midweek, which was <laughs> crazy. It was really cool to watch. Um, I also wrote a bit about Franz Kretzig, who came in for Serge Gnabry. Serge Gnabry has broken his wrist, right? He will be out four to six weeks. Um, so he's missing, but Franz Katzik came in and he's he's such a fascinating academy player with such an interesting background. And um, I, I'm going to see if I can maybe do something for him on him on the Substack specifically, because if he does make it into the first team, it's uh, it's a little bit of a Cinderella story um, from, from what I've been told about him. And um, yeah, I think he has, he has a lot of Philip Lahm in him. So maybe this there's an opportunity for him to get some playing time. Um, especially if, you know, they maybe pull, push someone like Alfonso Davies further up the field, then Kretzik can slot in right there. Um, and then I'm really curious to see how Marco Rose lines this team up because we've talked a lot about moving parts and different attackers that he has and um, the way he likes to play around with his lineup. And I'm really curious to see how, you know, um, Harvey Simmons, um, interesting enough, he has say, said midweek that he would be open to staying at Leipzig longer, um, how he does in this game. So, definitely, there's so many storylines going into this, and I think we both want to dwell a little bit longer on this game just because I think this is going to be a fascinating matchup. Yeah, um, I think it's a really, really difficult game to to call, to be perfectly honest with yeah. you. Um as you said, you know, midweek games for both clubs, Bayern, obviously, Tuchel going really out of his way to rest players, not only both central defenders, but not mistaken, both Harry Kane and Leroy Sani didn't start. Um, I think Sani came on later on the match, didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, and, you know, 
the kind of fascinating thing about all this is that they've got two teams who, you know, have both had, you know, pretty decent starts this season. Okay, Leipzig kind of, you know, they they, they lost that game against Leverkusen, a match, you know, a team who could have very easily beaten Bayern as well. Um, and, but aside from that, there's, there's very little between these two teams. And... You know the manner in which Leipzig went out in that Super Cup before the uh, the season started and really played Bayern off the pitch. Yeah, it just yeah. felt so kind of. I don't want to say monumental because you know at the end of the day it wasn't a you know it wasn't the biggest or the most important match, but it was it felt like a real kind of sign of intent. It was Leipzig saying, you know, we're not going to be pushovers this season. And we're going to go toe to toe with you. We're going to try and play our football. We're going to try and play our style of football. We're going to try and pass the ball through you. And, you know, we're going to play you guys off the pitch. And I do kind of feel like if I was a Bayern fan, I would be going into this match thinking back to that Leipzig performance and maybe a little concerned, you know, because Mm -hmm. I do feel like as much as Bayern have really kind of got their attack spot on, um, you know, particularly through Leroy Sané and Harry Kane um, and Jamal Musiala, of course, kind of managed to kind of look like his old self at parts against Manchester United last week. Um, as much as that aspect of Bayern does seem to be clicking there are still issues across the pitch and you know we kind of did a we talked a lot, a lot about this on the reaction show after the Man United game where a lot of our subscribers kind of gave us their thoughts and the kind of yeah. prevailing thought was that you know yes Bayern are capable of scoring goals but they, it always feels like they just don't know how to kill off teams they don't know how to see out games and you know that Man United game is a perfect example of it really where they really were incapable of just finishing off a very, in my opinion, a very average Man United team. Um, so, you know, I think Leipzig go into this game with a lot of confidence, and I think they probably should go into this game thinking, you know, how do we win this match? It'd be maybe a different thing if it was at the Allianz Arena, um, but I would expect Leipzig, if they have any serious ambitions this season, of going into this match and thinking we have to try and win this. And, you know, I think they probably... I think they probably could. The only thing yeah. that really kind of stands against Leipzig, in my opinion, is the fact that I know Danny Olmo is back from injury, but I'm not entirely sure if he's going to be able to start this game. It's probably too soon for him, I would imagine, unless you've heard otherwise, Manu. But um, to be determined, match like they, yeah, I think that's going to be like a Friday decision. Um, yeah, did he didn't play in midweek? Did he? No, no, yeah, no. There was no need. Yeah, well, of course, of course, I just thought for minutes, perhaps, but you know. I think the good thing about his Leipzig team is, and we've talked about this as well on the show as well, is that they obviously have so many moving parts and they all can quite easily slot in one after the other. You know, Daddy almost steps out, so Javi Simmons steps up, and he's kind of been their kind of key man over the last kind of couple of games. So I think both teams are really capable of scoring scoring goals here. But so Mm -hmm. far this season, I do really feel like Leipzig have looked like a more complete team. Uh, And I just kind of think Bayern are going to really struggle to kind of um, finished Leipzig off in that sense so I've actually kind of stuck my neck out here and I'm going to say a 3-2 win to Leipzig um, which I know I know that's kind of you know they're destined to lose this and we've seen this time and time again that we always build up these title challengers and Bayern win 5-0 or something like that but I don't know this feels like a different Leipzig team and it feels like a different Bayern team I think that's the key thing this Bayern side just don't really feel like you know, the FC Bayern that we're used to um, that have this kind of air of superiority about them. 
I just don't get that vibe off them just yet. And the fact that, you know, Serge Gnabry's out injured as well is a huge blow as well. So who has been, if I'm not mistaken, ever present really in Tuchel's team this season. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for a Leipzig win and stick my neck out. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, it's not... I don't think actually it's a, this is a crazy prediction that you're making here because um, Leipzig is a team that has had Bayern Munich's number. Um, last season, this was a 1-1 draw in Leipzig. They then ended up beating... Giving... Um, Dortmund, the biggest assist you possibly could and beat Bayern Munich in the Allianz Arena, right? 3-1 on match day 33. Um, and then, of course, they do it again at the Super Cup. And the Super Cup is one of those things that when you win it, it's, it isn't a friendly. And when you lose it, it's a friendly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because like, I, I think Bayern, I was... I was embedded at Bayern Munich for a full 48 hours before this match. You know, I was at the campus, I was talking to various people. No one can tell me they didn't take this serious, right? They did. They took it extremely seriously. They lost it, and then all of a sudden, they didn't take it serious anymore. Um, that's just how the Super Cup works. Um, and I think that they were pretty peeved about losing to Leipzig, to be honest, at home, because it's happening ever more frequently, and they are aware that Leipzig are a team on the rise, and that... You know, slowly but surely, that's a club that's building an infrastructure that can probably compete with Bayern long term, um, simply because of who their backer is um, and the the resources available and the way that it's built. You know, they still lose key players every year, but they will probably be a day when they won't. And Bayern are very much aware of that, and um, so they're taking this this Leipzig club very serious as probably. A team that in the long run will be the number one challenger for the title year in year out and um, I think the time where Leipzig can seriously be ahead of Bayern Munich at the end of the season has come so I think you're not crazy predicting a win here um, I think what really is going to make the difference here is um, whether Bayern Munich can defend against this team Right and yeah. um, who's going to play? I I, I spoke to Benj uh, Benjamin Zesko, who is projected to start in this game, by the way, with Louis Openda. So that's two two real number nines starting here for Leipzig, which is really interesting. Um, if it if it happens that way, and I think that is an indication to me that Rosen knows that if you're playing with a a bigger striker like Cesco is, and he himself hates the comparisons with Haaland. If you if you want to read about that, I wrote about it in the Substack, right? But he does have a body, and he is quick and dynamic enough to turn a defender like Upamecano around, right? And I think you can already see the thinking here of Marco Rosa saying, okay, if I have Cesco and Openda play here, I can really hurt this back line. And um, I think if he does that, and if Tuchel doesn't find a way to contain it, plus there's um, stories out of Munich that both centre-backs are not fit 100%. Um, if I think this game, although they, I think there will be lots of goals, ultimately will be won or lost on whether either one of the defensive lines can shut down the other team's attack. Because, make no mistake, Bayern Munich's attack is, I think, is actually one of the best in Europe, period. Um but I think the defensive is just so chaotic and so full of potential mistakes. And I think that's where the, this game is going to get, get decided, Stefan. Yeah, well, exactly. And that's kind of what I said a moment ago in the sense that 
I think that's obviously the crux of the issue as to why Bayern can't really seem to see out games at the moment. Or if they can, yeah. they still let teams back in with the odd goal and things like that. And we obviously saw that against Leverkusen to quite good effect as well. Um, mm. So yeah, I guess it'll come down to like obviously Leipzig's players stepping up. I mean, I think with these games, it's always a mental buyer that the, the the lesser club in this case Leipzig have to overcome. We've seen Dortmund countless times go into these games with great form, great players, great team, and then you know as soon as they step on the pitch against Bayern, they just See. wilt. Um, you know, um, and. I mean, to be fair, we've seen it with Leipzig as well in the past. So, you know, there's time for them to step up and be counted. And I think maybe what also maybe, you know, obviously plays in their favour is that in Mark Rosa, they've got a very good tactical coach who's, I think, done a tremendous job at the club. Um, you know, I've seen him, I keep going on about this, but I was there when they beat Real Madrid last season in the Champions League. He knows how to get the better of better teams. So I think it'll be a fascinating tactical battle as well. So, it, yeah, as you said, it deserves a title top spiel. Yeah. Of course, a hundred times over. Everyone should watch, tune in, um, because there isn't much to watch on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is why I am going to a baseball game on Sunday, which is a completely different story. But Stefan, Darmstadt against Bremen, what are you thinking here? Yeah, as I often say most weeks, a game for the purists, perhaps. <laughs> um, not got a lot of uh, nice things to say about Darmstadt right now. Bremen far more um, you know I think they've got a lot more going for them I thought against Cologne you know obviously they might have gone mm. down but I was really impressed with the way they managed to bounce back yes they've lost Fulcrook but they still have that very you know ingrained counter-attacking quick transitions the players all still know how to bounce off one another of course they're still kind of learning how to do that all with their big number nine but yeah. there's still enough kind of technical ability there's still enough chemistry in that team I think to kind of see off games and so what he did against Cologne, and I think that's what he'll do against Darmstadt. Mm. So what's your tip here? Sorry, 2-1 to Bremen. Yeah, same. I have actually the exact same result. 2-1 uh, to Bremen. Don't have much else to add. Freiburg against Augsburg is the final game. Um, I think this... I, I actually sat through 90 minutes of Freiburg against Frankfurt, which was a 2-0 draw. Yep, I'm a sicko. I watch every game there is, and I watch that to the full extent. Um, I think Freiburg will have a little bit of an easier time scoring goals here, especially at home, and I think Freiburg are going to win this 2-0. Yeah, I've kind of gone for something similar. I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't think Freiburg are quite um, at the peak of their powers, as you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've gone for a 1-0 win for Freiburg. Awesome. That wraps up match day six. As always, this podcast is brought to you in association with Get German Football News. Check out their homepage. Um, they're very kind and... Um, Pulling, putting this podcast on the page uh, and printing the results, um, all predictions. Um, Stefan, you are leading. Um, well done. You have some <laughs> revenge to do from last year. So good job. So far, you are number one. Um, <laughs> and also, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Bet Online. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up, Stefan? Nope. Just looking forward to a good weekend of football. Absolutely. Me too. Um, enjoy the match day. And we'll be back next week with more content. Until then, auf Wiedersehen.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.